Hello. Hello. You're right. Good afternoon. Yes, it's still afternoon. Ellis, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, Sabira. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm trying to <laughs> focus Sort on yourself. that Sunday. Yeah. I tried to join like three times up. And I think it was because I was trying to like put in my email and it just wouldn't have me. So I just had to just, it wouldn't have my full name. <laughs> it rejected that. It rejected my email. So I came in basic. I just came in with like Prince, one name. I hear, I hear that. I hear that. Um, it's good to hear from you in these uh, professional settings. Um, it's good to hear from you. Uh I'm going to crack straight on just because we are very busy people. We are doing so many different things and I know how valuable your time is. And I know like at whichever point and whichever time zone we're in right now for our listeners out there that uh, we're going to be doing great things like saving the world and that. (laughs) Um, Only new. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm going to do a brief little intro. Um, and then we're going to crack straight on because I know you've got like great things to be doing. So, boom. Thank you. (laughs) All right, boom. Ladies and gentlemen, and all carbon-based beings considered, welcome to the North Weezy podcast, a place and a space where we get to create and cultivate the art of good conversation. And on today's episode, we have the sensational, the superb, the stupendous, the absolutely superstar Shining, Sabira. Wham, sister. Wham. Oi, oi. Sorry, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we got to chime in. That was one of the best introductions I've had. I might gonna have to, might have to recruit you as my own little spliff star to my Buster Rhymes. <laughs> I could, I'm, I'm a hype man when necessary. You know, what I mean, I'm out here as a gun for hire for hype situations. Um, 5.55 on the clock, loving it. Thank you for that amazing introduction, Ellis. That was great. Where do we go? Where do we start? Well, we we start at some point in the middle and then we kind of like light speed from there moving forward. Um, So I normally like give a brief little intro and then the guest will have a brief little intro but I'm not going to do that in this case um, just because I think you're more than equipped and you're like one of the most articulate people I know to give your own introduction um, so if you want to give our listeners out there a brief little introduction about yourself we can like, crack on to them quick fire questions you know what I mean oh wow Hi, listeners. It's an honor to be on the North Weezy podcast. I literally was born to do this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Sabera Cameron Goppy. I'm a marketing director for London City Nexus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also a specialist behavioral consult- consultant for, well, several London boroughs um yeah and specifically with youth offending services yeah and um all around Wonder Woman 
<laughs> so <laughs> so yeah just a just a lot then like not even just a little bit just a just a lot just throw everything in the kitchen sink at the equation i hear that basically <laughs> i think um while we're talking just as i think <laughs> i am so much more humble <laughs> <laughs> and I think you'll get it I think I just synopsize myself in a way that during our conversation you'll definitely hear with myself and Ellis more about what I do and how I do yeah. it and yeah. how I got into it and part of the reason why this is such a dope um, podcast for us is because I really hate summarizing myself yes <laughs> yes I've, I've, I've learned this in our stronger connection over time which is like oh I'm not I'm not gonna summarize this into less than 10 seconds I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a a great story and a great backstory to which you will confuse the way you are I understand context trust me I've been I've been in receipt of many of those conversations oh this is context I know (laughs) (laughs) see see (laughs) he knows he knows Um, listeners y'all will soon find out (laughs) (laughs) um and I do want to give you an incredible shout out just because you have helped me not only because of our connection in time um but also your family has been strongly connected to mine um and that's as far as I'm gonna go into that one just because you know less is more as they say and (laughs) I want to take an opportunity to to highlight something that you mentioned real briefly um because Mm -hmm. I think it deserves a little bit more props than the the, hum- the humbleness that you gave it or humility that you gave it sorry um and that was London City Nexus um do you think you could this is a this is an opportunity now where context is everything <laughs> but do you think you could turn around and describe it to say for yeah. example I know nothing right now you think you can turn around and explain London City Nexus to me and and the larger audience out there okay well London City Nexus in very succinctly, is London's PR network. So Mm. myself, um, my qualifications are in psychology and criminology, and Mm -hmm. I continued my postgraduate into occupational psychology. So Mm -hmm. I really started looking at sustainable business foundations because that's kind of how occupational psychology kind of just kind of moves in the UK cycle. And alongside being inside the council, Um, different councils I started to see that my community weren't utilizing strong business tools Mm -hmm. and just because of myself and who I am I just happen to be well connected and for a very long time London City Nexus existed as a business support I literally refused to call it PR and marketing just because (laughs) I I had my own feelings about those industries. Yeah. But the whole reason I created my business in 2014 was because I wanted to change those perceptions. So mm. comfortably, it, it, London City Nexus is London's PR network, PR marketing network. So yeah, that's big. That's, that's us. Um, London... City Nexus is where we created London Love and London Love is the promotion of real London Mm -hmm. 
the London that everyday Londoners endure from our corner shops to our clubs that we miss very much. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the promotion of the city that we see every day, the city that we grow up in. And often just because of my benefit, I've been able to travel just up and down the country, but also yeah. internationally. See that when you mention London, everyone's like, oh, you know, tea and comfits. The tea, the yeah, that doesn't run with me, man. I, I always, I always had a bone of contention with that. It never, it never made me comfortable, just because there is a, there is an idea, and especially in 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 England, where there is this mindset that London has has a uh, everyone knows everyone, but in not in the sense that we're talking about, but like everyone knows everyone, and you know, there's this whole. <laughs> yeah kind of very like archaic notion and all the streets are paved with gold and this side of London is... <laughs> yeah. still paved and, at yeah, all exactly and that there's this this idea that that every Londoner has tea and, and crumpets at breakfast lunch and dinner and they have oh, a right. roast dinner every day roast and that they, they nobody has a car and that nobody has electricity or nobody oh, has like tea. internet yeah, or that we're all, you know, we're all in a gang, or we all have knives, or and I'm not talking. I'm talking about general people, like in the, like everyone takes a black cab to go everywhere, and you know that you know, Piccadilly Circus is is next door to Buckingham Palace, and Buckingham Palace is next door to, um, you know, Harrods. the London, yeah, Harrods, and then, you know, Marble Arch is next door to, you know, Victoria. <sighs> Yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? It's just that whole like London is so yeah, small. Is. Yeah, it's that, in, that in a in a sense. What I mean is the it's the it's the ideology and the mindset that goes behind that. And that was that's one of the things why I want to, you know, say that London City Nexus presents an authentic and a and it connects the the local communities and and cultures and habits of those who remember London from when it was to where it is now and appreciate and share its content so that's why I was like yeah London City Nexus is the one you know what I mean I love that and in the last six years um what was five years technically (laughs) to the government (laughs) um (laughs) it's five years and I've developed hundreds of promotional platforms from physical platforms to yeah. street teams to our online yep. platforms that includes yeah. our social medias and oh, I love it bro you just said it authenticity I just wanted to make people see the London that I see like I hear that I hear that so what does it so, so what does London mean to you then London means home um mm. I feel like, again, because I'm so tra- um, yeah, well-traveled, mm-hmm. I have an appreciation for the uniqueness that is London. Like, mm-hmm. uh, one thing will say London has the worst manners in the United Kingdom, <laughs> but the most variety. And, it ha- and in regards to what it feels like to me, it feels... It's 
it's a culmination. I know it's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> do you know that's what I'm saying? It's a culmination of culture, a culmination mm-hmm. of history mm-hmm. and art and reality. Yeah. I think I can yeah. There are some points in that, yeah, I strongly agree with. And definitely I, I feel like when you venture out, you can see it in a lot more of a reduced now. So in a succinct point, like you can go to Birmingham and see aspects of London. And that's where people like we that's where we can have those mutual conversations and that appreciation for what is gen- what has now become generically um UK culture but yeah in reality London is a place where I feel safe like and it's <clears throat> it's funny for me because when people I were on the North Weezy podcast and if anyone everyone who anyone who knows me is gonna be like Sabera <laughs> North Weezy to the fullest. Yeah I know <laughs> bad for my boss <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I've always been a person who maybe it's my Sagittarius placements. I I love the exploration. Maybe because I know Northwest is my home. I don't feel like I need to be a big fish in a in a in a small pond kind of thing. I always felt like yep. I'm comfortable here. I can always come back here. So let me explore. And so from I got to from I was able to, I went to a West London secondary school, um, West London College, East London University. Um, my father's side of the family, because like my coxes, um, are in South, and my uncle used to manage Brixton Recreation until he passed. So I literally mm-hmm. felt so comfortable, again, in the South of London, that even my cousins would be like, you're a little bit too cocky for a Northwest girl and I'll be like yeah but when I cross the river I'm not really <laughs> yeah I know. I know what you mean I think there's there's a lot to be said with the community and comfort and reasoning that comes with with that uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of historians and uh, conversationalists from especially from the Victorian era um, oddly enough but also kind of sadly enough the, the examples that I know were all were all men, and they basically were saying that London is one of those ever evolving cities that can take you, change you, but also keep you as you were. Um, there's a quote that always sticks with me that um, that I heard too too long ago that basically said that uh, when a man is tired of of London, he's tired of life, Ooh. and there's something that resonates with that, but with the with what you were sharing with us just now, which is that you can you can feel comfortable and you can have a you know have a sense of understanding when you're with your family in a different geographical position across London, that can also allow individuals from whoever whatever walk of life to to integrate seamlessly into it. And I think that's one of the hallmarks of how um, I want to say like great, but London's not that great. But it's it's impactful um with with how it can take on um the identity and cultural norms of of individuals and have them settle in to how the city changes 
um, because it's very easy for us to pick apart and look at the negative sides of how certain cultures and certain peoples have, have faced oppressive systems around them. Um, and one of the challenges is to look at the positives. Um, so I, as much as I, you know, personally, there are a couple of people who, who are willing to call me out when they hear this episode and be like, oh, but you don't go East because you don't like East London. And I was like, I understand it's history. Um, for me personally, I wouldn't live there, but I also respect it. And I work there currently right now as of 2019 into 2020 to 2021. I was working there strongly, heavily. So, you know, it's it's one of the things where it accepted me as I was, the area. And my friends in the area also accepted me as I am. Um, and moving forward and that same hallmark of what I said and what you've just shared, um, as well as the, the many people hundreds of years before us have also said that London is one of those, <laughs> one of those cities that we can all just jump on board with. Do you know what I mean? It is. It's a microcosm <laughs> London in itself. And mm. what you found interesting, I feel like it's... I'm a historian as you know and a bit of a like I love geography so because I love my city and also because of my dad he just he gave me the history of the city at least from 1940 like 1948 from Windrush or when they arrived and I was so basically 40s 50s and 60s yeah 40s 50s 50s so we're talking literally post World War II London and in reality um the London that most the oldest Londoner today probably remembers is similar to the ones that my dad would reiterate and so a part of that is stuck in my head and because I have that history I kind of understand like the different relationships to it so for example the relationship with um certain areas in East London and um the black community and that and because people you realize that a decade can change so much let alone two decades and people move and go away and relationships change but the history of that area has kind of remained the same and how that's then taken and dis- disseminated and promoted then also yeah. can go against or f- also sometimes for the community because that's not always negative things like that's positive things that can go on like this is how so, areas like Hampstead yeah. and Chelsea they've always been synonymous because positive referrals um, yeah the, the one thing I can say to piggyback of that Tom in terms of like the the changes and the influences of, of people is that and I'm just only drawing on one because for a very short, brief time, I, I volunteered in a in a local museum that's based in Brick Lane. Um, I'm not going to name it right now just because it's it escapes me what name it is. But uh, spending that summer, no, it was more than that. Anyway, long story short is I learned about the migration of peoples and the acceptance of cultures and the the social norms that are then taken from from that so if we take brick lane for example yeah Mm. that if you want to go about a mile away from brick lane that was technically the edge of london as it was up until the 40s and 50s like geographically that is where you know the 
the boundaries of like Kent and Essex and all that kind of jazz really bled into what we now know as as London, like East London, heavily, like Isle of Dogs and all that kind of stuff. But the edge of it was was predominantly like a mile or, or two miles away from what we call now Brick Lane. And if we look at the migration of peoples, so um, it started with it started with the in terms of influence and I mean in terms of pumping money pumping people and pumping change we talk about the migration of people moving from from north what we call now the northern areas of London and the southern areas of London into east they predominantly moved there because you know commerce and trade and just money it was that's where it was Mm. Then you had the French influence, and I'm talking about up until like the 1600s, 1700s. You had the French influence, yeah, but you, then you had the Irish influence. You see, this is where, guys, from, guys, from then, this is where me, you're gonna see me and Ellis kick. Do you see where he he went from the 1940s, 50s, all the way back to cool. the 1600s? This is where me and Ellis get because cool. I right. I beg him right. to stay in chronological right. order. I am, <laughs> I am, I am. Just allow me to get there. Cool. <laughs> we have the influence of people move, and I'm talking about migration of peoples here. Um, those who are stuck in what we now call Northern area of London, South London, moving across east. Then 1600s all the way 1700s, you've got the French influence. You've then got the French, Jewish, and Spanish influence from the 1700s, 1800s moving forward. Then again, 1800s, 1900s, you've got the heavy um, Asian and Jewish influence that moved into the area because in Brick Lane specifically, that became a haberdasher's area. Um, synonymous with cloth and textile and all that kind of stuff because of the sugar house docks, the cotton mill docks and something else. Then you had the riots that, and the massacre that happened in Brick Lane. Um, that was again, 1920, 1930. And then post-war, there was another massacre as well. I can't remember. I'm getting my, my times and my areas mixed up, but then, uh, once that massacre happened in post-war, I think it was, oh, what's his name? There was a British guy who was like a, a nationalist. Um, he's very dangerous. Not a nice man at all. So anyway, post-war, he was doing a lot of the riots that happened in East London um, in the 50s and 60s. Um, and that shaped it entirely different. So you had a very strong um, Jewish and Irish influence in East London. Um, around the 50s and 60s, um, just because of the trade routes and commerce, because again, oh, it would move from no, East London no, to no, Manchester no, and Leeds. And this is where I'm going to then put in all of... I know, I am getting to it, I'm getting no, to it. Allow me to get there, it. I'm just saying other stuff. No, 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 I'm not skipping the 40s. What I'm saying is, I'm going from the 40s, 50s and yeah, 60s, from this, our point of view. But, then this is where, but I'm saying it... This is where I say... I'm saying it from... Just, just, just. No, I understand. Allow me to land. Just allow me to land. Just allow me to land. land. Right? Cool. So you have all of those influences hit in in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, mm. right? That presented a certain idea of London, right? So that came out and that was all there. But what you and I both know as, as remnants of that is that the real impact came from the caribbean and the asian and a small contingent of irish communities that came to that area in the 40s 50s and 60s and shaped it into what we now know today 
I wouldn't. Right. I, I wasn't even going to say that. This is why I said the reason why I said, like, for example, in regards to East London, I was based in Hackney. So after I finished my university in East London, I seemed to love it so mm-hmm. much. I stayed and I went into Hackney Council, which was my first Hackney out of university. Uh-huh. I was based there for four years now. Yeah. Obviously, just because of the area, my parents as well. My, both my parents also at some point worked within Hackney for Hackney I know some of it but the council the area the council and the area because sometimes some parts of Hackney do cut into like close parts to Dalston is actually isn't but either way um one of the points of regards to why yes you're right about the docks the docks are Tilbury docks which is technically now Essex it was East London possibly in the 40s but also the reason why the East London and these slave tra- uh, these trades were set up so much was because of the slave trade. So we have to then also, the reason why these were coming in wasn't just textiles that they were bringing in pre-1900s. It was also people. So they even though these people yeah, yeah, weren't yeah. staying here, alongside from the fact that from Africa and Asia, you're bringing in dentured workers, you're also bringing in slaves. Yeah. This is then what reinforced the wealth in that community yeah and that's also yeah no that's true that's why they have the ownership that they do over there because the the price of any waterfront property whether it was in the 1900s or now is always been more expensive oh yeah still to this day still to this day i can i can i second that just because i i know people who know people as well as know that information myself in that industry pick so, up your construction yeah. chest why can't you just say it say i'm that engineer i know it i know the correct price of um just because it's there's, there's a time and a place for it this is not the time not the place i thought this was the north Weezy podcast personally everything uh, i know about north Weezy is that it's bossy yeah literally <laughs> so if you can't be bossy in the north Weezy podcast where can you be bossy other than <laughs> yeah that's uh thanks for calling me out on that one <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking about north wheezy actually we're going to take a quick segue mm-hmm. um not segue as a machine but uh side note into, <laughs> that into was a not different a direction placement guys i know i do pr just to just point that out um what what positive changes have you seen in NW10? I'm being specific to NW10 mm. just because I know it very well. As I know SW6 very well, but again, this is North Easy podcast. I'm I'm shouting out NW10 just because I've I've seen the changes on a on a construction sense, mm. um, and I've also seen it on a social sense. But I wanted to get your perspective on what you see as the positive changes in Northwest Ten. Um... The positive changes in Northwest 10 are individual rather than collective. That's fine. We love it. Where and it? it's my main one is that it's growth despite our environment and eugenics. Mm-hmm. So do you want to colour that in a little bit more for, for those who don't quite get Because I can understand what you mean by that. But for those who don't, in a simplified in, way, what would you mean by it that? It means that I can pinpoint individual parts of northwest in the general but northwest 10 individuals that make me scream with pride 
and okay, I, it's easy to throw out you know George the poets, Raheem Sterling, yeah, um, Ezekiel, Big Zeke's Big Strike, um, uh, Benja, like people. They're all from Northwest Ten. Big Zeke's from Northwest Ten. Yeah, Fernison, Fr, never Fr. Um, a like to sit oh, nines. Obviously, all of this is like our postcode is small, but at the, it's but it's similar to the island that a lot of us are associated with. We little, but we Talawa. Yeah. <laughs> To sit back and I can point it out and to know that Ra, like these people have grown and developed mm-hmm. and pushed brands and are successful and are keep growing from the fact that yeah. socially we didn't receive any or very little support from our external environment. When I say external yeah. environment, that literally means outside of our friends and family and yeah. our immediate community, we weren't yeah. being helped. Our, like, I can comfortably say, what council support did we get? We didn't. We didn't like. Our, <laughs> we didn't have youth clubs on the corner that we could say, you know, that's what it was. Organization, private organizations that was really pushing us and supporting us and. That's yeah. why I, I want to say positive changes. That's one of them. Young people now have that because we didn't. Yeah, I I felt like we were the generation where it dipped in Northwest Ten because I came from. Obviously, my parents were in Russian. My older brothers and sisters they're in the my, their late forties, early fifties, and they came from you know Saturday schools in Tavistock and. Um, and BBMC and all of those for our community. And by the 90s, we didn't have that. So now by the late, it, it kicked in for millennium generation ZX or whatever, which one there is. So, yeah. yeah. The, the one, the two places I want to give, there are three places that come to my mind that I want to give a um, like special mention to. Um, since we're talking about positive changes in mm. the area, um, uh, IQ Boxing, um, so their Neesden Boxing Club, IQ Boxing, they're based so in technically Neesden. not Northwest um, Ten. But James. go ahead. But it's still Northwest for me. I get it. I understand the semantics, but I'm talking about positive changes. But you in the limited area. me, whereas um, you like without a bit. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I guys. I'm sorry. No. We, it's, it's okay. There's 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 means and ways. It's all right. Um, Stonebridge Boxing Club. It's oh, another big that. shout out. Um, Bridge Park Bridge Park Community Centre. Yes. Um, Kids First as well. Kids First Nursery. Um, there's another nursery on Nicole Road, and subsequently around the corner from there as well. They again have done great things with great people in the area. Halston Library. There was a small contingency of teachers and people. Um, and daycare, daycare services, sorry, that was in there. Um, big shout out and special mention to them. Well, if we go and do this, then um, Sabella's going to be like, I got to shout out um, Revo Seekers because Ricky was literally the pioneer and he 
um, creatives, a lot of people don't even know, but he's literally why we got Brent Summer University, which why now other councils have yeah. their own summer university. He created that. So, and he has his own organization yeah. called Revo Seekers. Um, and I've got to shout out Justin. Revo Seekers. Um, I'll, I'll spell that. No, spell that out for me. But I will. So you can't spell out Revo Revo Seekers. But it's... no, it's just so that what I'm saying is there's a. I'm saying that specifically consciously for two friends of mine who have one who has a visual impairment and two who has a an audible impairment. So spelling it out. The ones that I've mentioned, they know of. I'm just saying for you to spell that one out, just so that they Definitely. can follow it. R E E V O S E E C U S, Revo Seek Us, and Revo Ricky Seek Gardner. Us. He's amazing. Brilliant. Actually, I met Ricky when I was a child. So, um, and he used to actually support um, uh, in sec in the primary schools. So I actually remember him from when I was mm -hmm. a kid. So to see him still helping the community mm -hmm, is amazing. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we also have United Borders. I'm going to keep it to Northwest 10 because <laughs> I can't. And we have United Borders with yeah, Justin, yeah. Justin in Church Road. And yeah. what he does, he's you can call Justin. He will help you with support. And what he does for the young people over there is just... Just United, United Borders, Borders, yeah. And Brilliant. we also have, um, oh, there's another one. Oh, it's based in, it's, it's actually, they've got different factions, but I would have to shout out the yeah, Manhood yeah. Academy and the Womanhood Academy. So the Womanhood Academy, yep. um, they previous, obviously previous Corona, they, are, they have their meetings weekly. So that's for young women of African-Caribbean descent to go through their rites of passage and to just have... So yeah. Womanhood Academy has the same, has that, and then Manhood Academy has something Manhood similar, Academy yeah? for the young boys to go through their young rites of passage, African-Caribbean yeah. descent to go through their... Um, and the, it's an amazing project and organisation. And Peach, shout out Peaches, and they're based at the Unity Centre. Well, they're not, but they're meeting with Northwest, mm -hmm. Northwest 10 will be the Unity Centre. I also have to shout out Stonebridge mm -hmm. Hub, where you can catch. Um, Wait, Hillside Hub Hillside or Stonebridge Hub? Hub? Stonebridge yeah. Hub is the football one, so double shout out. But yeah, yeah. Um, Hillside Hub, um, the manager Yannick there, he's mm. Yannick. He's amazing. He also does fitness. He's also does fitness at the Unity mm. Centre. So he, he he's in he's in Church Road. And Stonebridge, you see, uni. <laughs> I'm um, always got to shout out my mentor, my mentors, um, Collar, Mr. Collar Williams, who uh, manages and owns the Property Dreams and NW10 space. And they have the mm -hmm. boxing space in there as well, and a little gym. And uh, Brent Youth Foundation with Mr. Christopher mm -hmm. Murray because young people need to know and express their voice and to know that they're eventually going to be young adults and I think Brent View Foundation from I was introduced to it from Claire Clotty she, big up Claire she's amazing mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. it's 
it's small but it just needs more like and it definitely needs more young people from our side of Brent to be involved in it but mm-hmm, first mm-hmm. 10 it's growing but like I said it needs to be more of a collective growth I feel like I can spend the whole podcast spitting out individuals that are amazing but unfortunately um there's very little collective unity so we all scream crazy yeah no but Mm -hmm. unlike that song we can't come together as these individuals in these different industries but that's why I have London City Nexus so I literally have my platform anyone who knows me please let me know that you know all these people and that I will make sure that if it's beneficial mm, for you mm. and it's beneficial for them and we can make something work, even if that means creating something new, then that's what mm-hmm. I'm here for. That's what that PR aspect is here. And it's going to be sustainable and it's going to grow because that's what I'm here for. Big up. Yeah, yeah. And it so doesn't just, it's not just based in Northwest. Obviously, London City Nexus is London-wide, but it's city-wide, city-wide yeah. and watch that because don't think I ain't got my other cities big up my berms is coming and Sheffield um so city nexus is dropping all over <laughs> <laughs> see that's what I like that's that's that energy yeah, we, love it, overall, we love it we love it it's, out it's our city oh. nexus and my whole goal is that we want that modern yellow pages so you don't have to flick through but if you hit up London City Nexus, you know that I'm not just promoting someone because they've paid me. I'm promoting them because generally their business yeah. is dope, their customer service is dope, and yeah. and their product is dope, and the and I want to promote them, which is why for years a lot of the people will tell you I promoted them for free because that's yeah. even on my platforms now. That's what the whole London love aspect is it's that free London promotion because in regards to the cost of marketing if I charged what my peers were charging my community could never afford me yeah and that's also Mm -hmm. why Mm -hmm. the relationship with marketing and occupational um, sustainability is so fractured in our community because of understanding your worth there is a level the point where I had to say you know what I know I'm worth so much more but my community needs this so I'm doing this yeah because of that definitely there are now I'm not just saying this to be like controversial or just like to be like a Debbie Downer I'm also saying that from that um, a lot of the onus and input and drive shouldn't solely be on your shoulders. Um, I think there is there is great merit and there's great activity from supporting, as you have continually done and will continually do for, for years to come. I also want to put forward the case that there should be emphasis on, on ownership, self-actualization and delivery um, from certain individuals um, in certain areas when taking up and doing certain projects um, just because I I know even as an observer as you as a friend seeing the the impact and changes that you're doing to so many people's lives young adults children adults 
seeing that change that it's that you're literally taking them from the from the mud from the ground up and elevating them i'm like in the back of my mind i'm also like there's a lot of impetus that that individual or collective or group of people should be doing themselves as well do you know what i mean i'm not saying that to be like oh you know what you're doing da, 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 da. i'm like now nah, you're doing above and beyond mm. you know what i mean so they need to be out here doing something i you know think I mean? something I think anything i learned a long time ago I, I, again i'm going to take this back from growing up in north we, north wheezy i realized that popularity <laughs> wins maybe that's why i also avoided the term marketing for many years because i realized it is a popularity contest mm-hmm. so for me i just decided yeah. as what as it is that I'm going to make reality popular and not mm-hmm, the reality mm-hmm. that is that fits into a eugenic plan of making it seem like well yeah no just fits into a eugenic plan simple <laughs> it's just for example I show the real London and you mentioned Brick Lane and we mentioned Halsden and Brixton and all these areas. And it is the fact that it's, it's, the, it's the ethnic cultures which brought this culture, which is now synonymous with British culture, which is synonymous with London. So from... Mm. My, from your standpoint, it only makes sense yeah, to put that forward. It makes sense to show the reality of cool. what actually is. So let the person behind, not so much behind the camera, but let the real person get their glory. So you see, like, we're both hip-hop fans and we know we went from a point where producers were just on the credits in the sleeve. And now producers have to yeah. put the <laughs> name on the track <laughs> to just get the same yeah. attention or royalties because they realise the artist won't, if the artist does win the award, they might not even bring them up. And so it's... It's getting everyone yeah, it's giving people time to shine. What they're due. So, for example, Time Out yeah, or... Time Out's pretty good, I'm not even going to front, but um, the Metro things that they will put inside the London page and it's synonymous with London. I was like, no one in London cares about this. Yeah. The fact that I've never seen um, the Shade Borough or UK Gossip TV mentioned in the Metro just lets me know how detached they are from real London. The fact that I've never seen I'm Just Bait mentioned in um, the Metro or um, the Evening Standard London pages. But yet these upper class um i have in a different regard i just want to interject real quick just because i don't it's very easy to to pick apart but i also want to give like you said roses when they're due i want to give a shout out to the i'm just bait team just because they're they're a group of of people who my little brother knows and he's connected to um, and they give him a platform to promote his skill set and his abilities um, and I've seen them in the Evening Standard. I just want to interject real quick. Uh, the Shade Borough and the other, and Hackney's Finest and all them lot, I haven't. I'm not going to say 
that's a bad thing because I'm in no position to turn around and say that because I'm just only one person. However, okay. give credit where credit is due. I'm just bait and that whole team and I'm just bait gaming. They have put my brother, my little brother on a platform and given him a space to show his talents and his skills. So I'm saying that because I've seen them in the in the evening standard when they put up their record oh, label well, and yeah, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, they've commercialised now. So um, big up, I just bait. I don't know him personally. Um, in regards to gaming, it's Mr. Midas Games for me. He he's um he put me onto YouTube Black. He's he's literally put me on regards to like being a black female gamer. He has been so dope for that. Um, and yeah, I love that. Um, but yeah, yeah, but this is where again, like, so in with London City Nexus, I have internalized, so we have LCN family, so that's the core influence of individuals and collectives which we, we represent, so which London rep- we represent, and they support us in such a, in such a vital way by yeah. delivering on behalf and promoting London love and supporting our community initiatives. So they give back, they offer their mm-hmm. hours towards our community and they'll promote our community initiatives. Mm-hmm. So we're talking to organizations that can't afford this mainstream marketing and they offer their platforms mm-hmm. and their space and their product and their services towards and that's all London love and that's amazing so that is you know that really is um keeping that amazing going on the last one just the last point just because something that's it's important to me and I know it's important to you too and I just want to to flag it up just because one we're short on time and two just because I heard some some volcanoes exploding that I know you need to go and stop from exploding Mm -hmm. Um, because you've got to save the world, and that's that. your job. Um, once, a, once a woman deals, <laughs> deals with city, <laughs> city based issues. <laughs> um, it came to my mind as you were talking because there's a great appreciation um, that you were talking about, and something that I've been thinking of just for a few for a few days now, and it was just like, what does and it's not. I'm not doing this to be like, oh, we're gonna, oh, we're gonna do a deep dive and being sentimental and yada 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 yada. I'm not. I'm not doing that. This isn't that part of it. This isn't a Ricky Lake, Montel sure? Williams kind of Are moment. This sure? is a. This is like a. Yeah, yeah. No, this is just a genuine. I am. This is just a genuine, like, kind of observation. Where I'm turning around and being like, what does friendship mean to you? Because the way you spoke of of the LCN family was like a dear friend. Do you know what I mean? And of the way you've also spoken about London, which I also do as well. I speak about London like a dear friend. I've kind of changed it into being a androgynous, homogenous collective of, of people, cultures and, and ideas. Um, so I always will speak highly of London if, to the day I die. Um, and the way you speak of London as well is also very similar and reminiscent of a few people that we know. So my question to you is this. What is friendship mean to you Hmm. what does friendship mean to me um it means safety having that secure space um to be vulnerable um I'm a pretty open person in general but I'm honest to say that I'm not very vulnerable with many people 
and my friends uh, are my uh, my safe space of vulnerability. My even my close cousins, they would they would tell you that they're my friends. Um, it means honesty to me, truth, wisdom, integrity. Um, I'm a person. These are big, you know. I was wanna I wanna drop some some couple sentences in here real quick. Like that's that's big. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of people I know who 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 taught that talk that I know hand on my heart that you gent you live you personify that. Do you know what I mean? That you legitimately personify that. Yeah, in terms 100%. of like friendship. Like, like you definitely personify I'm... that. Um because there's people who taught that, do you know what I mean? Like they're out here saying, Oh, but oh, we're friends. Like, oh, I, I care about you and blah, 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 blah. Lies, 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 lies. We get it. But <laughs> you genuinely are at the forefront of, like, connection, integrity, vulnerability, trust, honesty. Like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's legit. But I'm saying that as, as a receiver of it and hopefully a deliverer of it as well. Like, just that, that honesty and that vulnerability because I'm... I'm making it quite clear that who I am on this, in this space, on this platform, isn't a total reflection of who I am in its in its whole scope. And the same like you as well. Like I know we're putting on our professional caps right now, but I I know in my soul, <laughs> you know what I mean, down to the basis, the core, the beating heart of it, that when you're saying this, it's a hundred percent legit. It's not just a it's not just a gimmick to say that, oh my business actually cares about people. It's like it's legit. Like who you are now online with this is who you are offline, behind closed doors with when you're sending messages. Let them know, Ellie. And DMs let and blah, blah, let blah, blah, them blah. know, Ellie. You know I mean? Please let them know. Yeah. Sometimes guys <laughs> People forgetting it. Like I'm being real. I'm being real right now, isn't it? Like people honestly forget, like they forget their station and they forget their place. In, in the symbiotic nature of a friendship. Like our friendship is, I'm not alluding into it, and I'm going to dig, do a deep dive into it, but I'm just saying that our connection has spanned decades. Do you understand? And it's not that, you know, when people, I've heard this, and I'm just going to show a reflection of what I mean by the mindset of certain people and, and friendship. So this is my point about mindset and, and friendship. There are certain people who are in my life. They are my friends. I'm not saying they're my close friends, but they're just my friends. And they say that, you can never be friends with a woman and you can never be friends with more than one person. And I'm just like, pause, 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 pause. What that's exactly that frustration. I have to always suppress it when I'm around them. Cause like they, they are uncomfortably my friend and I'm loyal and I'm honest. So I'm just saying this, it's not a reflection on them. I'm not saying they're a bad person. I'm just saying this is where their mindset is and their perspective of friendship. Because unfortunately, obviously it's a guy, by the way, just, just to be clear. Um, he, can only he only has one other friend he has two friends i'm one of the two friends and the other friend he goes to the pub with and talks with and all that kind of nine yards and talks about his i don't know other stuff um and he was surprised that i have such a diverse collection of friends my close friends are very very small but they're diverse it's it's men and women it's old and young yeah and my point to him was that when you are authentically yourself and you allow yourself to connect to another human being out there in any shape or form, a kinship is, is formed 
and it should be respected and held on to. So I try and put forward, especially when I'm around you, that we're always testing each other and growing in our friendship. And with him, I'm not saying that he's going to see the end of this year with me, but I am saying he's not going to see the end of this year with me because there is no testing of the friendship. There's no reciprocation. Like the same way you would randomly message me on like a Tuesday at one o'clock, mm. hypothetically speaking, I won't hear from him unless he needs money. Uh, yeah. So it's one of those things where I'm just like, the value that he places on himself is a clear indication of the value that he places on friendships. So as that question I asked you at the start of this conversation is, what does friendship mean to you? And you were saying these things that were so genuine like my i'm like let me just hold back the emotion in it and just keep it honest rather than be all emotional oh my god i agree with you i'm like nah just keep it real keep it honest um that's what i'm saying so what does what does that mean to you and everything you said was like so succinct it was spot on and i know that people who are going to hear this in decades to come are, are only getting just a fraction of this, I won't, they don't really comprehend it. Bring a little comprehension you know I mean? for you, just for our listeners in regards to when it says that like, honesty and truth and integrity, especially in regards to how I take it, because my my friends, as um, my associate, my colleagues, even my clients, um, I ask for a level of honesty because I give a level of honesty. So it is about a uh, introspection. It is about understanding myself and I've had to mm-hmm. grow from mistakes I've mm-hmm. and that's in, in your of friendships course. and sometimes that's big that'll be mistakes of where even if my friend made the mistake how I reacted wasn't in a, the best way as a friend so I wasn't being honest and truthful and mm. I'm even in how I naturally mm. react to things it's that level of honesty mm-hmm. and truth for myself to re- to realize that you know what I made the situation worse but how they're moving mm-hmm. I still don't want to interact with so therefore oh oh yeah you don't, I'm, I'm that yeah. type of person when I'm done I'm done so um, <laughs> you are, I'm John, I will be in a room with yeah. you and I'm John Cena to you yeah the only thing is if I really don't like someone, yeah, my energy me. starts to become a little bit off and I don't like that mm-hmm. because I actually I love, that. like, I'm a joyful person in it. So if I am feeling quite guarded Buzz. or that kind of thing, that's the energy I'm going to put off. And because I actually work on my energy and who I am as mm, a person, mm. other people will feel that. So therefore, I... <laughs> I'm mindful of the situations I put myself in. So when it comes to my friends, um, Mm -hmm. that does sometimes, yeah, like you bring that same thing across. But also, my friends have pushed that out of me. I have like a sisterhood of my soul tribe, and I will actually, I'm gonna shout them Mm. my my soul tribe out because they're amazing in their own little intricate ways. Mm. They all pushing themselves, and they genuinely inspire yeah, yeah. me so i i have like i have Big up. a teacher and understanding her like just her level mm-hmm. of dedication just to, to 
gift to other people mm. to invest in other people's children and that's not and that's it's amazing to shout mm-hmm. out says my my niece is one of my mains and she's also in the NHS so throughout all of this she's just always mm-hmm. been grinding and we'll chat further about that mm-hmm. another time guys but she's also from Northwest North Weezy mm-hmm. NW10 and um so big up key Jojo mm-hmm. like inspires me all the time this girl has I've seen her literally go from nine to five to presenting acting <laughs> doing D- DJing doing everything that she's just dreamed to just go out ahead and do and mm-hmm. I, like and still be an amazing person like um, social workers, mm. big up Shay, and she, she, she inspires me as a person to see, yep. as especially in my youth work, to be able to express and understand how things are going on on a social complex level. And then my sunshine, yeah, Ray, like she's out here <laughs> just mm-hmm. living her life, letting it hang or hammock. And I, but so many times. Mm-hmm they've had to check me on my behavior and on individual mm-hmm. ways on yeah. and how they come to me and how they talk to me and the fact <clears> that <throat> I've I learned that that comes yeah. from a pace of love because the people who don't care about me just chat about me and well, <laughs> pause 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 you have to understand the, how profound that, that was, was it's a yeah. And so when it comes down to truth, honesty, and integrity in regard and wisdom, because like my friends will write quotes, they like get me diaries, like things that help inspire my mind and what I do and help process Mm. me. They know my love for spirituality and crystals and just meditation and peace. And so they invest in that with like Mm -hmm. to know to have friends that invest in you and that leads me to the last point because the last point is vital for me when it comes to friendship it's about support because any of my friends those are the girls shout out my main girls but I also have some amazing men around me and they constantly remind me that I can never generalize men and it is the most annoying thing as a woman when you're having female conversations and you just want to be like oh general and I can't because these men are at the forefront (laughs) of my head in regards to how they inspire me in regards to health health is making sure health is wealth creatively like Nathan he always he like he helps focus me as well as physically being there to support me mm-hmm. um Lex Lyon like in regards mm-hmm. to like expansion and and goals and mm-hmm. it's and Ellis in regards to structure and making sure that I'm aware to fight for and to keep going and mm-hmm. Those, yeah. Travis, to, 
there's so many men that I go to and do yeah, that's health is wealth, he knows. Dung's, Dung's health is wealth. And yeah. these are um based in like in regards to support, like Jay shout out Jay Basden and musically, um yeah. Cal- like DJ Kalai, yeah. like always I know, I know, I know, I know. Come, 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 come. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying. I know, I'm just trying to, just to surround it off. Last year, I went through (laughs) the worst thing in my life, in it. So, no, we're not. No, no, no. We're not going to dig deep on that one. So we're gonna, we're gonna just gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go around that and then come back to the to the close, the close in thirty seconds. When you look at your friends, it's at mm. that point where my behavior completely changed. I became a different person mm-hmm. in internally and externally. And what your friends do is they remind yeah. you about your core. They remind you about that level of you that Oof. you that makes you you. Yeah. And no matter what version mm. of who you are your joy is always going to be your joy your peace is always going to be your peace mm. your love is always going to be your love and your friends are a reflection of that for you and a reminder of that for you so if you can't look to your friends and Ooh. see that then I don't consider you a friend Oof, message. <laughs> message. So <laughs> that was uh that was that was that was see, you can't even find the words. That's how that's how profound it was. Um you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be uncomfortable right now and I'm gonna accept that. So I'm gonna be annoying and draw this to a close just because you and I can talk for several hours as we have done before. But yeah. on this point I want to allow that message that you've just shared with, with myself and many others to, to sink in. Um, where they can these can people find, find you? Sabrina? On, where can they find uh, you? Social media platforms. <laughs> um, you can find London yeah, yeah. Nexus on Instagram at, um, we just redid our pages. So mm-hmm. literally started from fresh guys in 2020 mm-hmm. um, at, and that's <laughs> L D N C I T Y. N-E-X-U-S. Um, I also manage our British Caricom yep. Community Commonwealth London page. So you can find us at mm-hmm. Caricom London. And if you hit the email or the DM, it will get back to me. <laughs> and that is at Caricom. So that's C-A-R-I-C-O-M underscore L-D-N. And you can also find me on Twitter. So same as um, London C Nexus. Same spelling, same way. C Nexus, same spelling, same way. Hit me. And join London Love, guys. If you want that free promotion, come join in. (laughs) Show me what you're doing. I'll get um, if you'd like. If you would like a London London Mm -hmm. Love review, it means that you can get a sustainable plan involved with it if a certain Alice North Weezy podcast refers you that 
walk out with a nice fat discount. So. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll uh, I'll put I'll put I'll put the uh, the discount code. Of course, I'm going to talk to you offline about that, and we'll put a, a discount code in the uh, in the in the bio. There we go. Thanks. My brain went blank just because. I'm thinking about those exploding volcanoes that I need to stop because you're not going to do it. Yeah, it's true. I'm not. It's your turn. (laughs) Tag, I'll tag it in. Right, Sabiro, thank you so much for this great and enlightening conversation. It was thoughtful. It was touching. It was creative and it allowed me to, to think in a different regard, which I'm always ever eternally grateful for. Um, I will talk to you offline more because, of course, we have our special connection like that. Um, but thank you. Thank you so much for, for sharing this time with me. Thank you for for just being you, authentically you, and allowing that message that we all need to hear to come across. So, yeah. Thank you so much. draw this one to a close. And thank you so much, guys. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. And keep listening to North Weezy Podcast. <laughs> Keep listening. <laughs> thank you so much. Where do we come thank from? You, thank you. All right, speak to you in a bit. And as always, <laughs> North Weezy. But you know what a deal is, though. You know what we do. We always, fantabulously, you know always, stay Love amazing. You know the deal. <laughs>